Hello, hello. Welcome to the You Are Covered podcast. I'm Hannah Lynn Miller, and I am fully into my third trimester of pregnancy, and I just wanted to do a little life update. I feel like I haven't done one of these in a while, and and I want to just chat with you. Oh, guys, I'm so happy that it's fall. I like, I'm so excited that it's fall. I feel like I've said that in like these last three episodes, but I just feel like I was so done with the heat from the summer. And I know a lot of you are probably rolling your eyes at me because you're like, Hannah, we are going to have a long winter and I'd rather not think about the fact that the winter is coming. So sorry for those of you in the Midwest. I I do understand. I do get it. But yes, I am here and wanting to just share some of the things that I've learned in pregnancy so far. I think the biggest one for me has been how crazy it is that people do this like five or six times. This is insane. Just the marathon type running that your body goes through. Like I'm out of breath all the time. It's so insane to me how much work my body is doing. And it's so wild too, like how, so my baby girl's name is Rayma, but like how much kicking and moving she does. Uh, That is wild. I also think that, so I have two or three friends that are pregnant at the same time as me, which has been really fun. My friend Miranda, we've been friends since, oh man, childhood. And she is just a gem. And she is on her fourth kid. And we just always talked about like being pregnant at the same time. And it's been really special. She is gonna have a little girl too and so like I've known her my whole life and she's been one of my closest friends just a person that I can confide in and like talk to and it feels like a therapy session every time I do talk to her um and I she lives out in the suburbs so I do get to see her pretty often too but um yeah Rayma is kicking but that's been really cool. But it's just funny how everybody's pregnancies are so different. Uh, and, and like I had some people to say like, oh, yeah, you know, this is it's so good that like, you know, you're you've been able to do what, everything that you've needed to do and everything, especially since your pregnancy has been so hard. And I'm like. Like somebody has said that to me and I was like thinking about it and I'm like. First off, I think mo- most every pregnancy is hard. I don't know. I mean, you you can thrive in the hard, in the difficult, but I don't know too many people who would say, like, this is the easiest thing I've ever done. Some people lo- love being pregnant. Like, I I don't mind being pregnant. Like, I really haven't. I'm, I'm surprised how much I've actually enjoyed it. Um, but because of my mother-in-law, my, my mom, I don't feel like my pregnancy has been that difficult. <laughs> like I'm I'm so lucky to have like my OB appointments have been just 10 minutes long. Like I'm like one of those lucky ones where there's not much that has to be 
measured or I don't know, like taken in, like like I don't what is it called? Like I don't know, like measured and I don't know, looked at and everything. I, I really haven't needed too much of that and I think it was just probably actually throwing up. Like I think that was probably that has been what I have found is people will say, oh, yeah, I totally had nausea when I was pregnant. And I'm like, OK, but did you throw up? Because that's a whole nother ball game. <laughs> because I was thinking about it. I didn't throw up in my first trimester, but I was literally in counseling sessions with people. And if I had thrown up in those counseling sessions, just had to do that because they show that in the movies all the time. Because you have morning sickness and or all day sickness, as they say it. Um, that would have been I wouldn't have finished my graduate program. Like that pauses your whole because you have no control over throwing up, and it just kind of happens. So I was really thankful that that didn't really happen for me until my until my second trimester for like ten weeks. I threw up every day. But it was once and it was just phlegm. And it, so it really wasn't that bad. I know it's like TMI. You're like, Hannah, I don't really care. I don't want to know. <laughs> but that has been probably the worst part. And then I also started realizing that my prenatal was making me sick. So I had when I my prenatal was making me really sick, like I would throw up the entire day. And I didn't realize it was my prenatal until three days in. And so I kept trying another prenatal and it just didn't really work out for me. So I had to really just focus on, I think I did end up finding one prenatal that does work out for me, but I had to really just let go of that. I'm like, we're not going to try anymore. <laughs> I am not wanting to be sick all day. So Honestly, the timing has been really good. Somebody recently told me about a really great saying, and I'm going to totally butcher this, but it came to mind. But somebody told me that, you know, in Jewish culture, in Hebrew, people don't say um, good luck or whatever to someone who says, hey, I'm pregnant. They say, all all in good timing or all in God's timing. And I think that's so beautiful. It's kind of like a, a wish of like all in good timing. Like this is having a, a child, bringing a child into the world. Like it's all in good timing. And I'm like, I think that's really beautiful because it does kind of feel that way. It feels like a good timing for John and I. And I just really want to take this time in to really appreciate I don't know this is the first time and the last time that you will I will have a little one and it's just John and I you know we we are expecting a baby and we don't have any yet so this is the first so it's just kind of a special time with like John and I and I just want to like soak it in as much as I can and I think we definitely did that this summer and it was really nice my job has been a lot slower than my previous jobs and I've really appreciated that and John and I have been able to see each other more 
because we both work from home, which is nice. So that's just kind of been our, I don't know, just slowing down. And my word for this week, this year was peace, if you guys remember. And uh, my sister was talking about peace and how um, failure usually can feel like failure steals our peace because it's literally just saying like you're not good enough all this stuff and I think there's so many things in life that can make you feel like a failure um and maybe it's just a lost dream maybe it's words people have said maybe it is failed relationships maybe it's losing friendships whatever it can be and my sister was telling me this and I and I love that um she was she's in her senior year of college and she was telling me about that word failure and how it does steal peace and I was like wow that's like such a good perspective to have because I think when you're so successful success driven it's hard to have peace because you're never content and so when you are able to recognize that failure doesn't have to steal your peace you can take from it and say I'm going to learn and then it's not really a failure it's a lesson and that's how you can build peace into your life and I think this season for me has been just the like complete opposite of the rest of my life just not striving and just trying to be present and have fun creating and stuff but uh, the priority has been getting this house ready for this little this little girl um, and getting the nursery ready and everything. And nesting was insane. Nesting was bizarre. I like I know what anxiety is. OK, like I definitely have struggled with it in the past. Not as much anymore, thankfully, because now I'm getting sleep and I don't work on a morning show. <laughs> so I definitely to haven't experienced anxiety um in a while but uh i did experience the insomnia that comes with nesting and i really think it was because of nesting because i was just so preoccupied to get everything ready in the nursery and uh all these little projects like were driving me nuts like i was driving john nuts i i know i was i probably still kind of am <laughs> but it was, it's, that's what just makes, I think, me be able to, like, appreciate just my body and just what it does because it is just such a beautiful thing that by the third trimester, I was like, okay, everything has to be done and it has to be done by this week. Like, <laughs> and I, I didn't sleep very much the week that we finished everything and uh, the stroller came and then I think we had to buy a mattress for the crib. And then we got like a uh, another car seat, one that's going to she'll have like when she grows out of the infant car seat. And I just felt like this incredible like, ah, just like this rest, like, OK, I feel ready uh, for this little one to come. And it's funny that moms get this and dads do not. <laughs> uh, I think it was after the third shower, like when 
we went to see his side of the family. My in-laws threw a beautiful shower for us. And I think it was after that that he was like, okay, I'm excited now. <laughs> I was like, where have you been? Um, because I'm getting this like constant reminder in the form of like a kick in my womb <laughs> that a baby is coming. And I just think that it's so interesting, like the different journeys. And I was talking to a few friends and they were saying that that's kind of what happens to that happened to as well for them, that they, it's not for the first child. It's not as real for them because they don't know what to expect and they're not the ones carrying the baby. Um, it's just a weird, it is a really wild thing. Like if you, if you didn't know anything about pregnancy and you didn't know that this is how people come into the world and all of a sudden you start getting these feelings, like these kicks, you'd think an alien went inside of you. <laughs> like I just, it's just the weirdest thing. It is really weird. It's so wild. So I do have two friends where this is their first baby too. And it's been really nice to have, I'm like, I just need, is as, as long as I have two friends who are in the same stage, I'm okay. Like that's good. That's healthy. Uh, if you don't know my, my, our church is wonderful. Um, but there's nobody <laughs> at church that are like a young married couple with like uh, their first baby, having their first baby. And, um, so that's been really interesting and it's great because we have so many people to give advice and to help and to know what we need. But it is nice for me to have somebody that's like doing the life stage with me because it's fresh and my my one friend is is doing uh is is gonna gave birth in the same hospital and she was ten weeks ahead of me. Um so that's really fun. And so I was able to ask her how her experience was. And she said it was amazing. And so I'm like, oh, God. And the other thing that's so weird is, like, I feel like I'm always crying, like, with this relief when anything good happens around the whole pregnancy thing just because it's so different. And so, like, that was almost getting me ch choked up, like, just thinking that, like, she went to the same hospital, gave birth to a beautiful little girl. And it was a good experience. And that's really encouraging. <laughs> I almost cried right there. Don't worry, I'm not going to cry on this podcast. But um, that's a whole other thing, too. Um, but yeah, we had three showers. We had one with my mom and sisters. They threw it. And that was really special. A lot of my friends came. My lifers came. And I just really, truly enjoyed that. And then my uh, in-laws threw one for us, and that was great, our Indiana people. And then uh, the church threw a beautiful shower, too, and it was just really special. It was so kind. We felt so blessed. We just were showered with so many things that, you know, is just so helpful uh, when you're expecting your first it's wild how many things you do like I, I tried to be so minimal but how many things that you do want um and then some of it's a need but most of it's a want like how to decorate the nursery I had like some really cute pillows and stuff that I wanted 
um, for the nursery. And then uh, this wicker looking uh, moon and just like all all these things that like you just you have preferences for and it's exciting because it's your first and you know your other babies will be in the nursery that you built with your first you know and I think that's so exciting and the other thing that was so precious was I like I have zero expectations right for you know I'm trying to at least for my family but my mom has just really been so helpful all summer she came and just like helped me with little projects and it was like such a blessing and then she also was they moved this summer uh and I think it was this summer yes and she was cleaning out stuff and so she had a lot of stuff to uh hand over to me that was from my nursery she saved so many things and like I don't know if every like I know not everyone feels this way but I think it's so grounding to have like a little bit of our heritage you know to pass down to our kids uh so that they know that they're part of a family and so I just felt like that was so special so Rayma definitely has a lot of things from my nursery in her nursery and then she has like handmade things from my aunt from my mom's side and then I think great aunts from my dad's side two blankets and then John's grandmother made uh Rima uh blankets and like the burp cloths and stuff and my mom's made a few things too and so it's just I just love that stuff like I love it when it's just I feel like it's so grounding that she has generations of women who've just really um poured into I don't know us and being there and being present and uh caring about a big life event like this uh and her life you know like that's so special to me and I felt like too this summer like with my sisters it just I really wanted, you know, more of them and for for Rayma's sake too, because it's just so special um, to have family around and stuff. And it was just the other other day, my sister Gloria texted me and said she was praying for Rayma in, this morning. And I was like, see, that's going to get me crying. <laughs> and I'm like, that is just... See, that's like really special. And I think that that's really cool too. just pouring into her and um, just praying over her life. I got a baby book, but this wasn't any baby book. Like it was it's kind of a prayer journal. And I have like goosebumps thinking about it. And it's not like I. it's been really interesting, like thinking about what my mom did for us in our faith journey, um, and how she encouraged us to have a relationship with Jesus, but also was very open to like questions. And like, because she went to, she had studied the Bible and stuff, like she had answers, but it wasn't like, I don't know, wasn't like shoving it down my throat. It was just more like, 
this is what I've learned. And she was she's such a good storyteller as well. So I've always I've been thinking about like that because I don't I don't ever want any of my kids to feel like they have to make a decision based on my decision. And that goes for anything, like a career, like school, like education, but especially not faith. Because for me, my faith uh, is so personal. And that's really what it is. I mean, my mom definitely influenced my relationship with the Lord. But it was it's just such a personal relationship and decision for me that... I want that for my daughter. So it's it's hard. It's like that balancing that, like the, how this relationship with my heavenly father, my creator, Jesus, my friend, <laughs> has been so grounding and beautiful in my life and has been the most healing thing in my life. And I really do believe that, even though I have learned so many amazing things through therapy and through studying mental health and brain and our bodies and how it works together, the most healing thing for me has been this relationship with Jesus. And so praying over Rama, little Rama, and and just that she knows him and that it's not this like forced religion or habit or this is what you have to do, <laughs> but it's something that she can fall in love with, someone that she can fall in love with and that it's a grounding thing. But yeah, it's definitely an interesting topic to to think about when you're parenting. And the Bible does say train your child in the way she they will go. And when they're old, they won't part from it. And so I think of it more of, I think what my mom did was probably more training um, than anything. And it wasn't like guilt tripping. <laughs> I don't know how she did it. I don't really know. I don't know how she did it, but she did. And I think storytelling really does help. And when it's your personal experience, like I have no doubt that Jesus changed my mom's life. And I have no doubt that grace really changed my dad's life. I've seen it. <laughs> so I think when you've seen real examples and that they're not trying to be fake or contrite or uh, legalistic or religious and that you can actually see that their lives have changed because of relationship with God. I think that's truly what can change a child's heart. And so uh, in this prayer journal, I was definitely putting a lot of stories of like how God has answered my prayers uh, even before she is here. And that's that I truly feel like has been the basis of her story has been how much God has like answered my prayer and been able to just be in my life and change my life and in miraculous ways. I think even how this house came about, like having a roof over our heads where we thought we were going to have to live in an apartment. <laughs> like that 750 square foot apartment uh, forever. Um, I think the little answers to prayers like that is is huge. And I'll keep telling the, those stories, right? Because they've impacted me. And uh, Rayma's name to me means that 
this is not going to end. Like, God doesn't just stop showing up in my life. God doesn't just stop answering prayer. Like, there is, he is going to continually teach me. Like, like I'm not just going to be reading the Bible and not get stuff out of it. Like, I'm going to keep reading the Bible and learning from him. So, Rhema's name literally means that his words continue on for us today and teach us new things today. And that's what Rhema's uh, name means, means word, word for today, like God's words for today. Um, in case you didn't know, that is why we named her that. And um, yeah, so that is my third trimester update. I didn't know I was going to go into all this, uh, I don't know, answer to prayer stuff, what it looks like to really pray over your your child and pray that they have a relationship with Jesus. Um, but that is what it is. And uh, we're excited for her to get here. Uh, my bag is packed. And we've got probably four more weeks to go once I'm recording this podcast. But now when I when you're listening to it, it might be like two or three weeks. So I don't know. But thanks for being with me in this journey and listening and clicking on this podcast. Uh, I am always so encouraged by uh, how many of you guys uh, want to listen and connect. And don't be a stranger on social media. I love hearing from you all. So please reach out to all the platforms. I'm on Hannah Lynn Miller on all the things. And if you want a personal email from me, the newsletter is where it's at. So you can always go to uh, www.hannahlynnmiller.com forward slash subscribe. And that is the best way to get onto the newsletter. You can pick what you want to hear from too. Like you don't, uh, you can say, oh, I only want to listen to fashion, for instance. <laughs> I only want to hear about fashion. That is how the newsletter works. And I am so glad that you joined me today. Remember, Jesus got you and you are covered. I will see you in the next episode.